Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, 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 and welcome back. That's right, we are back because prices have started to be revealed. Oh, we're a little bit excited here, I'm not going to lie. So welcome to ScoutCast. Obviously, usually we're on every Monday night. We are on Monday night tonight, but it's a bit of an emergency one because of the price reveals. As always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by Rich. How's it going, Flapjack? Hello. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Sorry about the miss. I don't know what I did there while I spoke over the video. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bless you. It's lovely. They were getting the new intro and they were going, oh, look, Rich is back. Um, blooper yeah (laughs) obviously we don't have Seb tonight he's having a very long bath but he will be with us next time hopefully um Rich where were you today Uh, uh, you know were you kind of on tender hooks just watching all the price reveals come out how were you feeling I I was working so I tried to time my lunch break well and and didn't so I managed to catch a little bit of the video I've caught up with most of the prices although most of that I've done since 5 p.m since I finished work and yeah. they're still dropping now, aren't they? Like, I thought we were done for the day. And we've had, like, Fulham, Forest. I was setting up the graphics, and it was like, right, so yeah, that's fine, that's fine. No, more more prices have been dropped. But it's good, though, isn't it? It keeps us going, which is good. Yeah, I think people have to let us know in the chat if there's more, like, more yeah, drop. Definitely. Uh, and shout out to people in the chat. We've got over 100 people in the chat already. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Got uh, FPL Harry's in the chat. Hello, FPL Harry. Just going to be copying you this year. Uh, absolute baller of a, of a player. Uh, Peter McNamee, Vendog, Damian Bruins, uh, Dally Pool, Alka Pool, uh, lots of pools. Uh, Stephen Harker, Marsh, uh, nice to have you all with us. Um, yeah, let us know if you're on Twitter if there are any more prices that drop while we're here. Um, I was on a school trip today. I was walking around a little zoo. Uh, people were going, Mr. North, Mr. North. I was like, shh, shh, price reveal. Wasn't that weird that people call you Mr. North? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was don't like, know shh. why. Luton Defenders, four mil. (laughs) Um, Anyway, should we get on to it? Should we have a look? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So these are confirmed prices that have come out already. There are some more as well. We'll be going through those as well. They kind of... um, each team had a few prices that were dropped too. But these are a list that Scout dropped about... I think it was about six hours ago now. uh, They they dropped from uh, the kind of individual ones we had based on the stream that was going on. So... What me and Rich are going to do today is we're just going to go through these players. We're not going to talk in detail about every single one, but some of them are going to bring up discussions and some of them aren't. Then we're going to look at the tweets that official FPL have been bringing out and saying, these are four more, these are four more, these are four more. So we're going to look at those as well. And then just kind of how we're feeling this is going to affect our team building. Don't get me wrong, and we are massive caveat here. We, this is not us picking our team, and in no way are any of these players locked in our team, but of course it's going to bring up discussion about each one. So let's have a look and see how we're going. So first one on this list is Odegaard, 8.5 million for Arsenal. Obviously they ran Man City kind of close, but maybe not by the end. But Odegaard at 8.5, what's your initial reaction? This one made me just want to know what Saka's price is. Because mm, that defines it all, doesn't it? Like I imagine Saka's going to be more. Yeah. Um, and obviously Saka's got penalties. That's why I'd much, much prefer him. 
it's just got me thinking. I mean, if they're the same price, I think it would be a no-brainer you'd go for Saka. Yeah. So it just makes me think about another player, really. Because that's and, the only Arsenal player we've had leaked so far. I say leaked yeah, or is. revealed to us. It'd be really interesting if they had Odegaard, Saka and Martinelli all at 8.5. But I think but then Saka's going to be Saka. that bit more. Yeah, I think Saka's going to be that bit more to make you have that question. I mean, with everything shaping up at the moment, can you afford to have an Arsenal mid at 8.59 mil? I think that would then lead into the Salah discussion, which I'm sure I'm sure we're going to have. Because there's the, the funny thing is, when they were dropping these, there were so many... It felt like... I mean, the first two we had were Odegaard and Bruno, and I thought these are players are all going to be really underpriced. Yeah. But I think the way they've done it is there's almost so many bargains that maybe we're going to have to make sacrifices to the premiums. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think if all three were the same price, I'd hands down go for Saka. Yeah. Maybe the general, you know, more casual manager might go for Odegaard because he was, you know, he was more impressive than Saka, you know, points wise at least. I suppose it makes a massive difference with Havertz now as well, doesn't it? Like, does that mean that Odegaard's now going to be kind of maybe behind Havertz? So Havertz is going to take up a role there. Havertz might still be a forward in this and obviously that kind of maybe rules him out. But does that mean Odegaard drops back and doesn't get forward like he used to? I'd love to see Martinelli's price. Obviously, Martinelli was an absolute bargain last year. Was he 6.5 at the start? Um, Martinelli was six. Was he six? So Mar- Yeah, Martinelli was yeah seriously underpriced. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a good point you make on Havertz because I hadn't actually really thought about that. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's going to be something to think about as well because I remember early in the season last year, no one was really looking at Odegaard. There was more discussion over Zaka, for example, yeah. than, than Odegaard. Yeah, so big time. I guess we are going to have to see how these teams change. And that's why, again, why I quite like Saka, because he's he's nailed on. You pretty yeah. much know where he's going to be playing unless he's put, you know, a left back again for some reason. And I mean, their fixtures are gorgeous. They've got Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace and Fulham first three. Uh, two of those are at home. Having an Arsenal mid seems logical. Um, it's just which one you go for. But obviously we need to know the price of the rest. Um, Bruno's next, 8.5 million as well. Yeah, this this was what set the tone for the day because yeah, I literally got to see the first few reveals live, as it were. Yeah, and this was the one. I mean, I'm not even the biggest Bruno fan from an FPL perspective, but I mean, I think he was eight million when he was first ever added to the game. Seven yeah, and a half, he went eight up million. Quick, yeah, so, yeah, and now he's shot back down again. Again, I wouldn't mind seeing Rashford's price because I mean, if Rashford's nine and Bruno's eight point five, and I could only have one, I'd go Bruno every day because of the penalties. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they price Rashford. I think Bruno on pens, 8.5. I'm assuming Rashford will be 8.5 or 9, maybe. And it's going to be interesting to see which way we go. Considering they've got Wolves, then Spurs away, then Nottingham Forest, first three fixtures. Two lovely home fixtures there. I know a lot of people are thinking about doubling up on, on United. I'm assuming now it's whether we go Bruno or Rashford and then go for a defender. But... Um, yeah, 8.5 seems a little bit cheaper than I was expecting anyway. Yeah, and Man United assets always, you know, if there's any ever a reason to get them, they always, their EO always rockets. So, yeah, big time. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to be really, really highly owned. Yeah. So that's already forming a little bit of a template there. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to argue against going for Bruno. I think the only thing that could be a knock on him is if for some reason he lost penalties. And I, yeah. Can you see any scenarios? I mean, Kane's not going to go to I United don't. now, is he? I don't see that. And and a massive thing about Bruno this year is obviously us signing Mount. So Casemiro, yep. Mount next to him. Bruno just having free reign up top. He was the top creator in, I think, in all leagues last year. Um, 
and he played the minutes he plays are just ridiculous. You know, I he's think the minutes help him be in the a top creator as well because yeah. obviously you're going to create more the more minutes you play, which yeah. I guess for FPL is a good thing. Yeah, so it'd be interesting, and obviously it'd be very interesting if we sign a striker. But we, we got all that to come. Uh, Matoma next six point five. I was quite surprised he was six point five. Yeah, no, this one, this one's. I mean, there's a lot of there are a lot of surprising surprising prices, but I think because there's so many, there's so many tempters. Yeah, I wasn't that desperate to get him. I mean, I haven't done a full first draft yet, but we were talking yeah. before, weren't we? And when you pointed out Matoma's fixtures, was his first yeah. one against Luton? So he's got Luton at home, then Wolves away, then West Ham at home. Yeah, that. I feel like we're going to say we're going to list about twenty midfielders that we want. We are. But that, <laughs> that pushed him from. A, I wasn't that fussed about him. I did prefer McAllister last year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it'd be interesting to see March's price. Mm-hmm. You know, if March is six, for example, that would that would seem a good way of pricing it. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting with March because he seemed to lose his way a little bit towards the end of the year. Whereas obviously Matoma carried on playing, but the Matoma lost it kind of effectiveness towards the end of the season as well. FPL Rockstar's in the chat, by the way, saying he's going nowhere near GN, which is uh, uh, Bruno Fernandes there. Um, <laughs> probably yeah, exhausted so, from leaking all the prices earlier. Yeah, so that's probably what he's doing. <laughs> um, but nice to have you in here with you with us. Um, Watkins, eight million. That's the first one that I've seen that seemed a little bit expensive, but then maybe I'm not considering the fact of how consistent he was and the fact he was on penalties last year. He was great. I mean, he's not very good at penalties. That's a that's a yeah, point true. to make. But and we can only go on what we've seen so far. And what we've seen so far, he is overpriced compared to the other strikers. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get onto the other ones, but he's more. There's there's about three or four more that interest me more than him. Yeah. I mean, I think eight million is a fair price, but there's so I, many bargains around that I just don't see it yet. I th- I think it's fair. I think. I always look at prices now, not at what are they like at the beginning of the season. I always think of double game weeks. And it's if you've got someone like Watkins and Villa have a double game week and you make him too easy to get to, it's just going to be boring. Whereas it, I suppose if you price him at 8 million because he can do damage in those weeks, it makes a lot of sense. And 8 yeah, million, I can I see that. Yeah. But that's kind of what's annoying about the Bruno price, just to go back to him. Bruno yeah, was one of those ones to... no one owned. It got to yeah. a double and everyone's like, how, how do I get him in? Yeah, true. We've not got that dilemma with Bruno now. So... Yeah. Yeah, maybe Watkins would would be one. I'd, again, it depends how many other price. We haven't got any other forwards that are at eight million that have been released yet. The only striker yeah. more expensive we've got so far is Haaland. Yeah, it's we know hard to Kane's know. Be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Next two strikers though, cheapos, five point five million. One from Sheffield United, one from Luton. Uh, Morrison and Dye. Obviously, I played Gaffer last year. They were both absolutely brilliant in Gaffer last year. One thing I will say is, and Dai was a midfielder in that one, so I was I was hoping he'd be a mid in this, and it'd be a lovely little five point five midfielder you can get in. But they're both strikers. We've got enough both, mids. We we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> both talismans for their team, you would probably say. Um, Morris on pens. Either of these, I think we're gonna be looking at those. Maybe second strikers, maybe third strikers. It be in this price range. Um, tempted by either. I think Morris might be tempting. As mm. just one of those cheap nailed strikers. I mean, obviously the transfer window is still open, but a cheap nailed striker who's on penalties. Yeah, we get him. We get him every year, don't we? Uh, even like, and Mitrovic became quite obvious last year. But we had Solanke, who was good for you know long periods of time. Puki, you know, the year before. Yeah. There's, I, I do like players like that, and I can see. I haven't obviously decided what formation I'm going to play, but almost like a twelfth man, that kind of five point five striker, isn't it? Where you yeah. can rotate them in and out with. A defender or with a cheap yeah midfielder 
So I do have I do have my eye on him. The fixtures are okay, aren't they? The Luton fixtures are okay. Yeah, Luton. I mean, Luton. It's a tough three fixtures. I would say they got a nice fixture Burnley in in game week two at home. But Sheffield United have Crystal Palace at home, Nottingham Forest away, Man City away, and then Everton at home for five point five million. That isn't awful for a player like Ndai. No, no, and I think these are going to be players we we consider if we're going to stack our midfields. Yeah, which it looks like we will because there's a, there's a few tempters here and there. Yeah, maybe think... we are going to have to be looking at those cheap strikers. I think you. I think people are going to be surprised how many people go for Morris um, by by game week one. I think he's going to be in a lot of teams and maybe as their second striker. So maybe people are going to be playing one up front with Haaland and then uh, they're going to have to go really cheap and <laughs> up top. That that is like an initial thought though. Like if you yeah. went for like a, a three five two playing Morris, maybe you could rotate Morris with a defender. As yeah. in, you can have some really cheap defender, and we we do have a Luton defender, for example. But maybe I was thinking more of a four point five defender. Yeah. Um. There's bound to be some kind of rotation there where you could sometimes start Morris, sometimes not. Obviously, yeah. most of his value is going to be from just being a player that's on penalties and plays. So yeah, big time. We have to keep our eye on you know if that's going to remain the case. Yeah. We have to ask Bricky. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want to know anything about about uh, Luton, make sure you go to FPL Bricky. Um, yeah, and he will he will not stop talking about Luton. No, so, <laughs> but he is very good as well. He he helped yep. me gaffer so much in the last two years. He really knows his stuff about Luton. Um, by the way, I should say before we go on to uh, Chelsea's newest forward, um, make sure you uh, like and subscribe, and uh, make sure you are you know signing up for the membership for Scout this year because it will help you win your FPL leagues. Um, Unkunku, seven point five million. Do you know what? I have not been fussed by Nkunku, mainly because he's playing for Chelsea. Don't get me wrong, haven't really seen him play an awful lot, I will admit. I know a lot of people love him from Champions League um, fantasy football. I, I just don't see that fuss. 7.5 million for a player new to the league, when you've got Watkins there at eight, who's done it before. It's, it seems a bit of a stretch for me, but I could be very wrong there. Yeah, he's one. I've, I've seen people raving about him. I guess that you mentioned that he plays for Chelsea and I do get the Havertz, Werner beer, yeah. as in I remember going, going for them a couple of years ago. But I mean, it seems like a very good price. So if he is actually nailed in that Chelsea team, hmm. like, I mean, he he could make an absolute mockery of that, of that price, you know, at seven and a half million. When you consider we're talking about Watkins, who's obviously a great player, nailed on penalties. He's yeah. more expensive than, the, you know, a Chelsea striker. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting with Nkunku. Yeah, I can't I, see me starting with him unless something happens in pre-season. Yeah. yeah, I'd be very surprised. I mean, I still remember that season when we all started with Werner for Chelsea. And it was, yeah, only, Werner, it was like 50% owned or something. And then I doubled yeah. up with Havertz as well. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't Lovely. hold that against, you know, a new signing, a new signing no, for the true. league. I mean, the one thing you will say about Nkunku is obviously he's a bit of a wait and see. But if you look at Chelsea's fixtures from game week three onwards, they've got Luton at home, Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away. So if it's looking like he's nailed in that team in the first two weeks and he does anything, I think a lot of people are going to be maybe getting to him. But kind of having to move things around to free up those funds up top might be tricky, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, Brighton, I haven't got, obviously we haven't got all the prices, but Brighton no. have a, you know, they, they start with Luton at home and, and Wolves away. So then if there was a Brighton striker you could go for, and that's been easier said than done in the past. Yeah, maybe you could then go from him to Nkuku, for example. Yeah. 
Uh, Clover next for Bournemouth. Massive wait and see. He's only five million. He's a midfielder, but um, be interested to see how he does. Uh, I think everybody's going to be waiting on Bournemouth anyway. Uh, fixtures aren't the kindest up until about game week eight. Um, then it's Mbumo, six point five million. I mean, this has been the only one where I've looked at and gone unless they sign three or four new attackers, Brentford. I cannot see a world in which Mbumo is not in my team. No, this seems like it seems like one of these inverted commas bandwagons that I think people have seen coming for a number of weeks now. Yeah. Because there was talk, you know, is he going to be moved to a midfielder? And he has been moved to a midfielder. And he's a good price. And yeah. I think they I don't actually think though they could have priced him much higher. Like no, I don't think true. you can put Brian in Bumo at seven point five million. Because obviously we're we're anticipating the fact he's nailed because there's no Tony. We're anticipating that he's going to be on penalties because yeah. again there's no Tony. But a lot of his value would just be based on Tony not being there. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to sign anyone. No. I think he's going to be, he's going to be over Collins, 50% EO, isn't he? Unless yeah. something changes. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. Um, and I think when you've got someone like him and then Eze, who's next at 6.5 as well, I think it's, it's you're starting to fill out those midfielder spots so quickly. And we're already talking about a Man United midfielder you're probably going to have to have. You're already talking about an Arsenal midfielder you're probably going to have to have. Those midfielder spots are going to be really hard to pick, aren't they? Well, Eze took a penalty, didn't he? Eze took yeah. a penalty towards the end of the season. So his his value went up on that. Obviously, Hodgson's staying another year, I believe. And Elise is out. Elise is injured. Is Elise out? I didn't actually yeah. realise that. Uh, till September, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So their fixtures, yeah, so they even start with Sheffield United away. Yeah. First game of the season. I mean, yeah, he's going to be another popular one. But I feel like we're saying this for all the midfielders now, and we haven't even got all the, the midfielder prices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it could actually make it fun. There could be such an abundance of midfielders Yeah. that people are going to pick them based on different things. Some people are going to go for fixtures. Some people are going to go pre-season form. People like me, we just pick every single one that's on penalties. Yeah. And then uh, moan when they so. miss. Rightly so. Um, next, by the way, three of the next four are goalkeepers. We've got Leno at 4.5, Pickford at 4.5, Saar at 5. Any of those kind of take your fancy or do you have one of those that is more of a preference than the others? Yeah, I cannot believe that Saar's 5. Hmm. I, I, was quite, I was quite surprised I was at that, to be honest. I know he saved a couple of penalties the season before last. The prices like of Leno Saar. and Pickford I like. Leno in particular, I have a bit of a soft spot for him after last season. He was he was a save machine. <laughs> I like the fact that people hate Pickford. I, I think I'd go for him just because people hate him so much. Like, I think 4.5 <laughs> million for an Everton team that should do a bit better next year. And even if they don't, he's going to be getting save points and stuff. I don't think that's awful. Um, I think they're much for muchness, Leno and Pickford. I think both of them are good picks, to be honest. No, I agree. I agree. I just think spend as little as possible on these. I think go for yeah. the 4.5. That's why Saar, I just find it a bit mind-boggling, these five. I feel like they've... That's a little bit of past reputation based on a couple of... You know, he had a couple of big hauls, didn't he? Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make him a good FPL asset. Or it doesn't make him 0.5 better than Leno or Pickford, in yeah, my opinion, true. anyway. Especially if we haven't seen any goalkeepers more expensive than that. If they cap it at 5.5 million again... You're not going to go for a SAR over, I was going to say Edison, you might do. You're not going to go for like a SAR over an Allison, for example. I think people will put SAR in potentially. And then when they need to free up 0.5, that 
that's where they'll free up the point five, and they'll go to, straight gone. Yeah, and they'll go to Leno or Pickford. They'll be four point um, eight, four point eight by game week three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Paqueta uh, in there as well, six mil for me. I don't know whether you agree. He, I feel like this is might be a bit of a breakout season for him, but he's a wait and see. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested really in taking that gamble in game week one. No, it's a big gamble. I mean, obviously he's a he's a great player, you know, yeah. Brazilian international. But there's so many other options that. Uh, yeah, I don't see the reason to, to gamble. Yeah, like, I, I really don't. No, I agree. I I love him. I think he's a really really good player. But uh, like I say, he's a bit of a yeah. wait and see for me. And then West Ham uh, have lost Rice as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> Packet of Rice. Uh, <laughs> Son next. Uh, nine million. Um, nine million is interesting because I'm seeing a lot of people. I'm seeing differing reports because obviously Ange's now taken over Spurs, and there's a lot of people saying Son could thrive in this in this kind of uh, way that he plays. I've seen some people saying he won't do as well. And obviously then we've got to think about the fact, is Kane going to be there too? So for 9 million for a player that we know has won the golden boot before, and he's a midfielder, it's an interesting price. But I think for nine, I'd struggle to pick him at the beginning. What's interesting here is this was always the price that Son was. As in for years and years, he always hovered around that price. And then obviously he's had a couple of great seasons and he shot up to, I mean, they, they overpriced him. It's not normally a complaint you have with FPL, but they did overprice him mm-hmm. um, after one of the hottest streaks we've ever seen, you know, a, play, a player have, you know, it, without yeah. penalties as well. I guess there's going to be, if Kane stays, there's going to be this argument, is Son better valued than, than Kane? I didn't believe he was two years ago when he destroyed Kane at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit, I don't think it's a bigger bargain as people are making out. I think it's just, I think it's a fair price. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you agree? I mean, what would you have priced him at? Uh, see, it's t- I, I think it's a fair price. I think it's about right. Because if he's because, 10, no one's having him. No. And, and I think eight, 8.5 is, is too little. But even yeah. even 8.5, like their fixtures, they've got Brentford away, then Man United at home, then Bournemouth away, Burnley away, Sheffield United at home. So in those first two weeks, you can forget about Brentford away and Man United at home. And then you've got three lovely fixtures. If you wanted to bring him in after that, then maybe you could. But for nine million, you're going to have to want to. Like you're probably going to what? Save your transfer first game week, and then maybe make two free transfers ready for game week three. So you could move things around a bit and see how it goes, and maybe bring Son in then, and maybe we'll have seen how things are going with Spurs, I guess. But yeah, nine million is interesting. Yeah, because I mean it's half a million more than Bruno. When yeah. I'd see because Bruno's got penalties, Not I'd see them pens, as a similar yeah. similar level. So I wouldn't pay 0.5 more. The other thing, I sound really low on Son. I think he's a great asset. I think it's a good price. But you're also not getting the best Spurs asset, in, yeah. in my opinion. Like, As in, well, it's not a very controversial opinion. Yeah. But you're just going to want Kane, aren't you? Yeah. And, and, and those midfield spots, like I said, we've already said, you're going to want an Arsenal, you're going to want United, and you've got all these bargain players like Mbumo and that. I, I'm really struggling to see who goes Son. There will be people that go Son, and we could be eating our words, but I, I think he's going to be quite low-owned. I really do. Um, Trippier's next, 6.5 million. Had a bit of a price hike. Obviously, he's still not the most expensive defender in the game by 1.5 million. Uh, but 6.5, interesting. Obviously, their fixtures are not friendly for the first four. Uh, Aston Villa at home, Man City away, Liverpool at home, Brighton away. But then their fixtures are gorgeous for about six game weeks. Um, I think... Someone asked me today, would you rather go Trippier at 6.5 or Trent at, at 8? I I'd happily go Trent at eight over Trippier at six point five. I don't know whether you yep. feel the same. 
no, completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, the fixtures are what makes the discussion about Trippier quite easy to avoid. Yeah. And I think if we look back at the end of last season, we had the double with mm. Newcastle, didn't we? And people were very low on Trippier. There was hardly anyone captaining him. Like Praz yeah. is probably one of the only people I remember captaining him. Yeah. And then he got a couple of attacking returns. I think if it wasn't for that, I think people were quite low on Trippier at, at yeah. that time. Yeah, the fixtures aren't good. I think it's the perfect time to just wait and you can buy him at 6.3 or something, you know, yeah. after after a few game weeks. But yeah, I'd much rather Trent than Trippier. I mean, and obviously, actually, um, if they were the same price, but even at their current price points. That's a really good point that you make about Trippier to me seems like that perfect. People are going to log in, pick Trippier because he's one of the highest scoring defenders and he's cheaper than Trent. And then they're going to sell him after a couple of weeks because the fixtures are horrendous and you can buy him for that cheaper price. And he does seem like that kind of player where that's going to happen, doesn't he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's going to be. I mean, he's basically 100% EO for a huge chunk of the season last year. And I think that's yeah. the first thing you're going to do. If you play this, you know, you just played your work mini league and you log in. I think one of the first things you're going to do is you're going to click Trippier because he was good for you last season. You're going to click Haaland. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad pick, but I think you can go without to begin with. I'll be interested what is ownership will be and i guess a lot of that would depend on what the other defenders are priced at yeah and i mean it's not like we're saying oh these are tricky fixtures like he's got aston villa at home first yeah that's not too bad then he's got man city away and then liverpool at home and then brighton away which is one of the hardest places to go to they are genuinely really tough fixtures but then they are really nice for the next six weeks so it just seems to me like you can you can take that gamble to to miss out on him to start with, and I think I'd rather yeah I I, I think that kind of makes sense yeah. to me. It's um, funny though because there was that thing last season about never never bench Trippier, and yeah, it, yeah. because he did stuff like they lost against Man City, but he scored a free kick. Yeah, so it kind of it kind of bailed him out. So when you just looked at his points, it was like yeah. a very convenient time for him to to score a free kick. But well, that's that the other thing; he's we? not a huge goal scorer. A lot no, of it no, is no. assists. And that's the difference between him and Trent, I think, as well. Like Trent's, yeah. Trent's uh, goal-scoring um, ability. Like, don't get me wrong; you'll only get like four in a season or something. But that's four more than Trippier will get, really. Um, yeah. Especially when you think about XG as well, um, and also the ability of Liverpool to be able to potentially score six or seven in a game is much more than Newcastle's as well. So that's obviously helps Trent. Um, Gibbs White next and Benson from Burnley. So Gibbs White from Nottingham Forest, obviously Benson from Burnley. Benson did very well in bits last season, um, but it'd be interesting. I think uh, Brownhill came in at five. Um, so it'd be interesting to see uh, which Burnley players people go for. I will say this now, and we'll probably say this all pre-season. This is not the Burnley people remember from ages ago under Sean Dyche. This is a completely different Burnley. They play attack in football. They score a lot of goals. They they are a good team. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Benson does. He did really well in flashes last season. You know, he's got it in him to score braces, but obviously this is a very different league. So it'll be interesting to see what, who goes with him. I don't think many people will to start with. Gibbs White, I think, is almost a moot point. He's a very good player, Gibbs White. But obviously, Brennan Johnson's just come out six mil mid as well. And he's on pens. I think it's going to be hard to go for Morgan Gibbs White, isn't it? I think so. I mean, he finished the season strongly. I think a lot of people noticed him mm. towards the end of the season. And and yeah, I agree with you on, on the Burnley players. I mean, I did have the stats loaded for... So yeah, Benson got 11 goals and three assists. And then yeah. Brownhill was seven goals and eight assists. So yeah. 14-15 attacking returns each. Obviously yeah. in the in the championship. But then you look... Yeah, I look at their price and it's like... 
Meh. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not that. T- it's not that tempting to be honest. Yeah. No, I with, agree. With the number of good midfielders there are, I mean, there's a midfielder for Fulham who's the same price who I'd Ooh. possibly prefer. Yeah. Um, right. Moving on to the big boy now. Then Harland. I hate the fact the emoji is just the trophy uh harland is next uh four they should have put three trophies really i guess shouldn't they shoot me now uh harland 14 million i'm so happy that fpl finally did it they finally went no do you know what we're gonna have a 14 million striker again we haven't had one since who was it um van, van persie was 14 it. yeah was he 14, was 14 no i think van persie only went to 14 he might have done it eventually but he definitely started at 14 Henri yep. was 14 and someone else was 14. Oh, Suarez I wasn't. No, I should know who it was. Someone will tell us in the chat. But um, 14 million for Haaland. For me, it's, it's still a no-brainer. I'm still going to have him. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to have him. Well, how do you feel? I think, yeah, I agree. I think that's why it's. I almost didn't really care. I, I think I'd yeah. prefer they priced them higher. So 14 seems fair. Yeah. You know, I think the highest they could have really gone was 14 and a half. There is a small compromise I think they've they've made here. As in they put they have put Haaland up and they've put him up considerably, but then they've reduced Salah's price. Yeah. Almost like we wouldn't notice. Because I know he didn't have the best start to the season, but he was still he was still incredible. You know, the the points that Salah's put up and the consistency he's shown over years. Mm. That's my one little disappointment that they've just bumped a little bit off Salah to make that Haaland a little bit easier to take. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's just me. I can't believe it. it was Ronaldo, by the way, that was 14 mil as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Should have remembered that. And then oh, see, more recently, we wouldn't even reason. pay 10 for him. No, exactly. Um, yeah, I think this is interesting. I think they're basically saying you've got to pick one or the other, haven't you? And I think everybody's going to be going with Haaland. And I don't think people are going to be going with Salah. Um, I mean, when you look at City's fixtures as well, up to game week seven, they're just lovely. Like, you know... Burnley away, Newcastle at home, which is obviously tricky, but still at home. Uh, Sheffield United away, Fulham at home, West Ham away, Nottingham Forest at home, Wolves away. I mean, Liverpool's fixtures actually aren't the easiest. They do have some plum fixtures in there, but they're not the easiest up to two. game week eight. So, yeah, game week two, home to Bournemouth. But then you've got players like Darwin, who's 7.5 million, who could be playing. So I, I think Salah at 12.5, I don't think a lot of people are going to own him to start with. No, see, I was quite, before I saw the prices today, I was quite adamant in my head that I was going to have Trent, I was going to have Salah, and I was going to have Haaland. Yeah. But the it's not Salah's price that's put me off here. It's, it's risky, the fact they, Risky. What, Trent, going Trent, without Salah, Salah. And Haaland. Trent, Salah, and Haaland. Cool. Well, that's what I was thinking, but, but, but that was before today. But now they've chucked these little tempters in. I mean, like yeah. Bruno Fernandes at 8.5. Yeah. You basically have to go for Bruno Fernandes at 8.5. I imagine whatever Saka's price is, Unless it's 11 million, I'm going to go for Saka no matter what. Yeah. Suddenly, all we haven't talked about Trent yet, but his price has gone up. Um, I feel like all the money's spent, they're kind of making us spread our funds around the squad and the sacrifice to get the second premium in might actually end up being too big. Yeah. Which that's is a shame. Maybe that's partly why they've reduced his price very subtly. And I mean, I, I remember talking about this at the beginning of last year you're looking at owning Salah and Haaland together potentially later on in the season when you've had the price changes, your team value has gone up considerably and then maybe you can afford having like Haaland and Salah in your team. But I I think you're going to have to choose between the two. And the fact that they've made those mids so tempting at those prices, I think it's going to be okay to own just Haaland up front and maybe like a Morris with him or something like that. Game week two though, 
and I know we're it's very specific but Liverpool at home to Bournemouth yeah, I know City are at home to Newcastle that same week but if I if I was on a free hit in game week two which I won't be I wouldn't recommend that I would I would captain Salah at home to Bournemouth I know it was it the 9-0 last season where Salah didn't yeah. get any returns was that yes. that was Bournemouth wasn't it yes but again we can't take into account that I, I would not feel safe not having Salah captain in game week two and that's going to be like the, the dilemma I've got and that's why I want to know the rest of the prices it's going to be horrible. It's going to be like one of those ones, isn't it, where people flip-flop between the two or they make the change or they get them in and something happens. But it's it's going to be interesting. I think it's made it good. I, mean, I think they've made, like you said, they've made Salah just that little bit cheaper to tempt people there. And 12.5 million for what has been the best fantasy asset in FPL for the last four or five years. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Should we move yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, gonna... I, I guess there could be an argument. Maybe it's maybe the first video back. We, I shouldn't be saying stuff like this, but maybe there would be <laughs> an argument go. for going for Salah over Haaland, but potentially. But there's also a scenario Lock where Salah in. becomes... Lock it in. <laughs> you, you just wouldn't pick him. And that's if McAllister... I, I mean, I think Salah's going to be on penalties, but imagine McAllister took a penalty... Stop it. ...in, in pre-season. That would, that would wipe Salah's value without pens. I mean, it would, but he's not. He's going to be on pens, isn't he? I think so as well. But I'm just thinking of scenarios that can happen <laughs> that can completely make these prices. You know, yeah, the yeah, whole the whole opinion on prices changes. But yeah, yeah you could look at Salah over Haaland. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. But then you could look for Son over Salah. I suppose you can make that argument even bigger saving. Yeah, be interesting. Once we get the uh, the full price, and obviously we start doing our drafts, be interesting to see how it goes. Um, right, just very quickly, we've got some of the other price reveals that have happened. Uh, so some more Luton prices that got revealed. Uh, Adebayo was 5 mil. It's interesting. He was their starting striker not too long ago, but obviously Morris came in. Uh, Osho, 4.5. Clark, 5. And Bell, 4 million. A lot of hype about Bell uh, on some set pieces. Plays pretty much every game. Left back, 4 million. I think he's going to be in a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he like you say, he played a lot last season. Osho's four point five. I know only know him because he's from Reading. Um, but yeah, Bell's the stand. Bell's the standout. Yeah, four, four points. I, I mean, he's he's the only four point defender so far, isn't he? Yeah, and I think yeah, we, he's the only four point player that's been released so far. But yeah, I could see him being a fifth defender. Maybe you necessarily asked, wouldn't want to wouldn't want to start him. But I've already asked FPL Bricky. He says, "Yeah, he's pretty much nailed on." Unless they sign a left back and say, "Yes, he's going to be our player." He said he's versatile as well. He can play in different positions. So I think um, four point five million. It's going to be hard to not pick him. Um, or four million. Yeah. Did I say? Did I say five? Four point five. Yeah. Million. Four million. Um, Sheffield United next. Norwood five million. Uh, Sanderberg five mil. Uh, Ahmed four point five, and McBurney five point five. Um, standout here for me is is Ahmed at 4.5. He was a bit of a legend in Gaffer last year. Really good. In footy, man, he was incredible not that long ago. Um, so I think uh, 4.5 million for him. But when you've got Bell there for four, I think it's 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 a tough one to go for maybe a 4.5 one unless you really fancy him. Um, any there that you like? Honestly, not really. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one, if I'm being really truthful, I'm yeah. I don't know about Ollie Norwood. I think he got like two goals last season. Yeah. Obviously, much more of a creator. Um, yeah. I mean, it's nice seeing these players back in back in FPL, but there's there's no temptation there. I do wonder actually on Bell if they've done it on purpose, as in giving yeah. us. You know that it used to be they used to make an by accident they give us like a Lundstrom or there was, something. There was always a formula. Aaron Wan yeah. wasn't it? 
it's just yeah. very suspicious how they've released the 4.0 defender today who they know is nailed. They could have gone on Wikipedia <laughs> to see that he's played every game. Yeah. So I, I do feel like this is an artificial 4.0 to build a little bit of a hype, but you you, you've got you've got to take it. Do you think he was like, a, you don't think he's going to be a Vinagre? Uh, Vinagre, whatever his name was, from Wolves. Do you remember that? Everyone was he 4.0? He went. He went on loan then, didn't he? After game week one. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, maybe. Uh, Burnley, Brownhill at five mil, Zorori at five mil, Murich at four point five, and Roberts at four point five. Uh, Roberts, good shout there. Four point five million defender again. Very attacking. Yes, he played uh, every game, didn't he? And he got a few yeah. goals. Yeah, not bad. Um, obviously, they had Matt Matt Matson Matson uh, on loan from Chelsea last year. Whether they get him back, he was incredibly attacking. So if he's four point five, he's the way to go. Um, Brown hurt five. I would wish he was four point five. That would have been a lovely four point five midfielder there. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting on Burnley because you obviously you said earlier they're not the same Burnley as no. as we remember as as it were. Yeah. Um, but they could still be they could still be tempted. I think they've got some good reasonably priced options there. Hmm. They've made it tricky though because players like Brownhill at five, I think that's I think that's a, f- a fair price. You couldn't put yeah. him at four point five, for example. But then because of the pricing of other players, I think it's hard to justify him as well. I'll be interested yeah. to see the final list of like four point five midfielders. Yeah, I'm I'm yet to see like a Harrison Reed where like you know just plays every game four point five million gets you two points every week. That's what you want. Um, moving on to Liverpool now then some really interesting prices here uh, 7.5 million for Darwin 6.5 million for Robertson 8 million for Trent and 6 million for McAllister literally we could talk about each one of those for about 5 minutes um, let's just talk about Darwin first 7.5 million um, the problem with him is he's not nailed at all, is he? Like, there are no. so many players up front for them now, like Gakpo, Diaz, Jota, Darwin, obviously. Obviously, Firmino's gone, but they've got so many players up there, and Salah, obviously. Um, 7.5 million seems like a bit of a bargain, but I think you're probably going to be running into a few issues quite quickly with him, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, if he was nailed on and played 90 minutes every week, he'd be an absolute bargain. He'd be in yeah. everyone's team. But yeah, you've listed the problems, problems we've got with picking non-Salah. Liverpool attackers, mm. apart from obviously Trent. So I think there'll be a time when we will go for him. I just can't see it being game week one unless we get a lot of injuries or something happens in pre-season. So yeah. I think he's going to be one we're all aware of. He's on our watch list, but you're going to need to see more minutes. He wasn't even getting 90 minutes last season when he was starting. No, exactly. And obviously... Is, like his... his expected stats were very very good like per 90 but if you're not getting the 90 minutes it's a shame you can kind of tell that that, I, that i'd love to be able to pick him yeah he's sure a lot of people would be able to if if like you said if he becomes nails he's an exciting player but was it game week three last year he got sent off yeah i was free i'd actually freed up some money to to bring him yeah. in i hadn't done it though yeah then he headbutted someone didn't he yeah he did um yeah anderson wasn't it was it for crystal palace Yes, um, yes. And I think yeah. the only person who owned him was Gianni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's I mean, saying. No, what? no, bless him. Um, oh, poor Gianni. Next one. Robertson 6.5, Trent 8. 1.5 million saving. Just everybody's going to go Robertson, aren't they? I'll definitely still go Trent. Yeah, I will as well. <laughs> he, yeah, he's much more exciting. He's more nailed. Could be playing in midfield. I mean, if Robertson, let's say after a few weeks, they were both consistently playing. We could even go back to the old days and, you know, have Trent and Robertson. But I think for now, that's probably getting a bit ahead of ourselves. But yeah. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. 
unless I can't see what 1.5 million would do for me to not go for Trent. Mm. Uh, the thing is, as well, like the, the how far forward he's getting, and the fact he is kind of playing midfield. You think for England he played in midfield? Didn't yeah, he? I was going to say, did you watch him playing for yeah. England with Saka? I don't yeah. know that's against minnows or whatever, but you know, I don't if care. he <laughs> exactly like I and, couldn't you know, do those those passes with no one else on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I could believe that, Rich. Um, yeah, it's so, true. Uh, I mean, eight million. The fact we're even thinking eight mil, yeah, still absolutely fine. Um, you know, even Leighton Baines when he was eight mil, it was still a conversation of yeah, but he plays for Everton and what. But you know, Trent at eight mil, I think is still absolutely fine. Um, but like you said, it's whether we get Robertson as well as Trent at certain points, as opposed to either or. I think. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't think it's a game week one thing to, to go no, for both. No, and I mean, I don't even think if I wasn't going to go for Trent, I wouldn't then automatically just default to Robertson. I think if I wasn't going to go for Trent, I'd spend the money yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Like I'd look at a city defender or put the money further forward in the team. Yeah. I wouldn't say Trent's the best defender, then Robertson's the next best, because I don't think that's the case. I think Trent's the best defender and Robertson is lower down. Still and very Simic good. Simicus is there as well. He did take some minutes from Robertson last year. That's the thing. And they're playing this new system as well. So does yeah. that then limit or reduce Robertson's minutes? Yeah. The, the, the debate with Trent and Robertson was always when they were both nailed on playing 90 minutes. Yeah. And even then, apart from one season, Trent edged it or Trent more than edged it. Yeah. And it's just his attacking output's ridiculous as well. Um, right. Let's have a look at the next club, which was Fulham. Uh, Mitrovic, 7.5. Tete, 4.5. Pereira, 4.5 million bargain last year. Has got a price hike to 5.5. And then Tim Ream at 4.5. Mitrovic at 7.5 is interesting. I, I didn't think he'd be 7.5. I thought he'd be about 7, to be perfectly honest. But 7.5, I suppose, is on pens. Beginning of last season, he was like a house on fire, wasn't he? So what do you think about that 7.5 million for him? It's interesting with both the both the Fulham attacking players here, well, Mitrovic and Pereira, because obviously they got a lot of penalties last season. Yeah. As in, Fulham had a, yeah an awful lot of penalties. Mitrovic wasn't very good at them. That's I think that's being, being polite. So does does he keep penalties is my, is my first question. Yeah. If he gets a penalty, are you comfortable with it? What would be interesting for FPL, actually maybe not with how many good midfielders there are, is if Mitrovic came off penalties and Pereira got them full time, which I, I don't think is going to happen because of Mitrovic's ego. Yeah. That that would then be interesting. Yeah. You'd then have another another midfielder to join Eze and Abumo. You could have um, Pereira. Yeah. Uh, Mitrovic, though, I guess the question here, I'd say, is Mitrovic v Watkins. You can get Mitrovic for 0.5 less. Mm. Both are equally bad at penalties. Fulham were a good team last year as well. They they genuinely were a good team. They, they started. They were an incredible team. Yeah. They were incredible. But then Villa finished as an incredible team. Yeah. Very I true. guess my question is if Watkins is worth 0.5 more than Mitrovic. Yeah. I think that's... I th yeah. That's the I, one, I, I actually don't know. I could make a case for both of them being better because of that price dip. So they've actually priced them quite well, I think. Yeah. And actually, I think you made a really good point in terms of Mitrovic. Is if Mitrovic is out at any point, if he's suspended, if he's, uh, you know, uh, maybe loses penalties or if he is injured at any point, Pereira at 5.5 is still an absolute bargain. Like 4.5 was silly last year. 5.5 yeah. can still be an absolute bargain for someone that could be on penalties and takes corners, you know, takes set pieces. I think that could be really really good pricing for him yeah i hope um, we didn't get like a second second season syndrome with, with yeah, fulham because they were so fun to watch you know yeah. the first two-thirds of the season yeah 
Um, it was just at the end when they were on the beach. Then Silva said they're not on the beach. Then they played well for a game, and then they yeah, were. I know. Well, they also. The you think Mitrovic and Silva both got suspended in that uh, that game as well, didn't they? So they were suspended. Mitrovic was eight games on it or something. So yeah, that um, was one of the most memorable games of the season, and it wasn't yeah, even in the league. That was yeah. Yeah. that was brilliant. Um, next up, Nottingham Forest, Johnson. Brennan Johnson, 6 million mid, was not expecting that. Uh, our knee, 6.5. I'm assuming that's why, because our knee playing up front there. Uh, Delillo, 5.5. And Serge Aurier, 4.5 mil defender. Um, Brennan Johnson's tempting at 6 million. Uh, he's on penalties. Um, it's just whether you can have him over those other mids, isn't it? This is where I feel a bit rusty now, because Brennan Johnson, he was on penalties. I feel like... I almost don't want to say this in case I messed it up. So do your own research if you if you listen. Yeah. I feel like he missed a penalty and then Gibbs White took one instead. I mean, Ooh. regardless, we'd have the penalty taker as a midfielder. I I Mark could be wrong. I, I could have dreamt about it because I've been missing FPL so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's on penalties, it's another. <laughs> there's so many good options in midfield. Yeah, there are. It actually turns it into a bit of a lottery when you've got so many to pick pick between. Hmm. So what about um what about up top then? If you are going just Haaland and you need that really cheap striker, but you don't want to go for a newly promoted player, what about Awani then? You know, Taiwo but six point five million. Uh actually finished the season quite well. He did. He was a weird one because I know there was a lot of the analytics guys were hyping him pre season, as in when when Forrest came up because they signed him, his stats I wanna say in Germany, but could be yeah. wrong again. Um but yeah, his stats were really, really good. I think the only problem with him throughout the season was minutes. Like he yeah. didn't seem to regularly start. He, he'd be one that would be tempting. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't fit the on-penalties bracket. True. I think that, that would be the only thing that might put me off him, you know, if I'm going for a striker. Um, hold on, yeah. I've lost my place here. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't think there's been any more prices released since we've been streaming. I'm just double checking now. Yeah, that, were I'm we doing that at the same Forrest. time? Yeah. So I'm just call Forrest silent. Sorry that. about that. Yeah, that's all right. A bit awkward. Um, but lovely. I mean, there you go. We've just gone through, I don't know what we've gone through, about 40, 50 prices there. Um, oh, did we go through them all? Yeah, that's all of them. All of them done. Oh, wow. Um, what 150 to go or yeah, however exactly. many it is we're fine um thank you so much for everybody that's joined us tonight we have over 300 people in the chat which is great for uh you know fpo isn't even properly back yet but thank you so much for joining us make sure you like the stream first scout cast back give it a smash make sure you like it for us uh rich will go home crying otherwise um <laughs> won't you rich um yes yes um uh and you know make sure you subscribe uh and watch us every week this year because we are going to be here with you every week hopefully with seb as well um make sure you sign up for a fantasy football scout membership and save up to 30 percent in pre-season so make sure you do that as well guys uh thank you so much for joining us rich thank you so much for joining me tonight i hope you enjoyed yourself yeah i did i did it's it feels like it feels it was only two months wasn't it without this game yeah and then slowly things are coming coming back into my brain. Um, like yeah, stuff I've how to do long it. forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Long forgotten about thinking about Gibbs White taking a penalty and stuff. But yeah, we haven't actually got that long now till the season starts. No, I was really I was no. quite enjoying the break, to be honest. I, you know, I was actually. I was enjoying the break, but I'm, I'm starting getting that itch. And yeah, it's, it's I start getting that. Now. It's almost like a competitive feeling. Yeah, big time. And right, of course, yeah. there's no summer football this year either. So, um, I don't know. But, yeah, but like I said again, thank you so much, people that join us in the chat, and we will see you again very soon. Bye bye.